0: Do you have a you? clap or something? I do clap. Oh, oh, you do clap. You don't have the clap. Okay.
1: Ha, 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 ha. You are so funny.
0: I am pretty fucking hilarious. How are you doing? I'm good.
1: Good. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good. It's been a hot minute. It has been a hot minute, but I feel like we're ready to roll. Many, We've been doing lots. Selling houses, looking for a new production okay. place, etc. How's that going, by the way? Um, uh, yeah, ask me later. <laughs> it's it all fell apart. Too many things fell apart. Sad. sad. Uh, the house. Life happens. The house sold twice, but uh, twice they backed out. Um, one of them. Whatever, we don't want to talk about that. Um, That's boring, boring stuff. I'm glad though because I'm not ready. I wasn't ready to leave her. She's my baby, so I want to stick with it. But anyway. We're doing flea bag. We're kind of breaking our. We're, we're, we'll do series every now and again, but uh, mainly we want to stick to doing films, movies, and. Uh, but mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. ulterior motives to doing this. This will complete our women in film series. We're we're doing three episodes on it, and this is the the final episode for now.
0: Well, I was going to say, I was thinking about that earlier. I'm like, well, I don't think we're going to... I don't think it's a de- definitive end to it. I'm sure we're going to come across movies. Absolutely. But uh,
1: we did want to focus... Sure, uh, like do a
0: little, like just a segment. Yeah. Just of that. Right.
1: I and I do it in my classes, and we also had done, or the audience will know, you all will see, that we did two back-to-back that are just brawny men... Um, and then I, I do it in my classes. I focus a segment. I want to teach just, um, uh, women's studies in film and there's plenty of, uh, material and, uh, like I, am sure I've mentioned in another one. Um, there's been a big change, I think, um, and a needed change of everything from, uh, female directors, writers, etc. Um, and I think that's a good thing. And so I chose Fleabag because I, I just – the writing to me is incredibly fresh. Um, it's some of the best if not the best writing that's out there. Um, what would you think? Um,
0: I don't think I was captivated as much by it like you were. Okay. But the, again, this is something we talked about off camera. So this is a British comedy slash drama. So it's not so. There's comedy in it, but it's it's not just comedy. But the thing with that, if we just kind of take the comedy aspect of it, what I said to you was, some people, especially here in the states, don't vibe with British comedy. Their sense of comedy is a little different than what we have over here. Um, so this isn't like. And I'm, I'm not saying all of it. I'm sure there's aspects. that I mean, there's people that come. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I'm Let me explain. trying not to like yell at you. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I think uh, it just depends. I think it, it depends, depends on, on the person.
0: Um, some people will get it and enjoy it. Some will not.
1: But I also um, think it depends on the material, meaning that not all British comedy is the same. Just like American comedy is different. But right. regardless, I, mean, I will be arguing that this is phenomenal comedy and phenomenal writing and it, it it can't be great writing in my mind if the comedy doesn't work i mean it's
0: very yeah you have your <clears throat> like situational comedy it's um not dry humor but it's kind of it has a little bit humor. of dryness
1: to it it's i
0: think it's quick quick witted, kind of not completely deadpan but like you know it's that's what I've known, at least from the comedies, British comedies that I've seen. Those are the ones that I've come across, and I'm like, oh, I mean, it's. When I first came across it, I was like, oh, it's different than like the slapstick, over-the-top, goofy, stuff that we
1: have here. Um, yeah. Not definitely. to say that it's all like that, but. I mean, there's slapstick and British well, sure. stuff too, but anyway. I mean, I mean people um, have seen Monty Python. Well, I guess we'll get into that. Do you want to? Um, do you want to give the. Storyline real quick. Super duper quick.
0: Um, Dude, um, I was going to say you should probably do that because it's weird. Um, It's very... So it focuses on this girl. I guess we call her Fleabag because she literally has... They never say her name, which I find interesting. Uh, Don't know the reason for it, but I'm sure you can explain that. And it basically goes through her everyday life with her very dysfunctional family. And... She herself has issues, uh, and she works it out, I uh, kind of say in her own way of like being, I don't know. I don't, know. I know, don't think she work
1: works it. it out. I, I think, mean, she's not working it out, but it's like right. she
0: copes with she, it. She, yes, her way of coping. In her own way. It's like, very interesting, too. Yeah. Um, kind of being a, always having to make fun of the situation, or like shooting in a joke to like, ease the tension right within uh whenever she's interacting mostly with her sister or her family and then she like sleeps with a bunch of dudes because she finds it she she talks about that she likes the aspect of somebody wanting her body she yeah, talks about a, sex. That's a great... She she finds that that's what she wants. She wants somebody to want her body, not so much the actual feeling of
1: sex. Or any kind of love or affection. And, yeah. And that's, that's what... So her way of coping is uh, through promiscuity, basically. Yeah. I mean, she's she's having a lot of sex. Um, and, and there's also the, a big part that she...
0: Feel like there's a whole thing with her friend that she feels she's responsible for, and therefore feels guilty for right. doing and something. We, we that, don't want to give the whole thing away, but absolutely. That.
1: Um, so let me just jump in there, and yeah, it's, it's it. It. basically Fleabag. Her name is Fleabag, um, which that's how she thinks of herself a lot of times, and she actually says it a couple of times. Um, how poorly she feels about herself, yeah. And her family definitely treats her as you know, not the brunt, but the, I guess, despicable one in the family. The incapable one? Incapable, say. despicable, I mean, it goes on and on, and uh, the uh, we'll get into the relationship with her sister, which is really interesting, sure. that, that whole arc is really cool too. But, basically, she bought a cafe, started a cafe with her best friend, Boo, and in the course of it, where that that's in the past, that's yeah. her, her her background. And as the story starts, we don't know where Boo is, and we see all these uh, flashbacks to her interactions with Boo. And well, we I'm, do... Go I'm gonna jump in there
0: yeah. and say that the first two episodes have those, and it's not. It kind of gave me a jolt. I was because I was like, okay, friend. Okay, not friend. The the kind of like the quick dry. Jump cuts, yeah. Can I think for some people might confuse them and it might be disorienting.
1: Me, how so? Like like well, because at one know point, they're friends or no, no, no. You know okay. they're
0: friends, but right. all of a sudden she's like, boom, talking with Boo, then boom. Because at one point it's not a jump, like a flashback. It's it is like, I think a current. Maybe see, I still may be confused.
1: No, it's all jump. It's all so uh, yeah. Clearly, yeah. it confused
0: me. Um, so it's a little startling. Because the whole show is like that. It's like jump cut to like the next scene. It's not really a smooth transition. Um, Yeah,
1: there's definitely a lot of jump cuts. So
0: it may confuse people when it comes to like the Boo story arc.
1: Yeah. So this goes back to, do you remember when we talked about um, you were never really here? And I yeah. loved it, and I had no issues with the jump cuts, and I think that's fresh and, and wonderful. And it's like it's kind of uh, suspense with the audience in itself. It's we we know there's a reason to these segments of her uh, friend Boo. Um, yeah. yeah, but we have to figure it out as the s- story proceeds. And mm-hmm. I like th- I think that's one of the freshest things in film today that we're not spoon fed, and you have a difference. Not saying that you need to be spirit bad, but yeah. you like a clear, um, I guess, order or mm-hmm. knowledge of what, what is it that we're seeing. And I'm okay with that. I love, I kind of think it's the new part of uh, film or how they're, you know, editing. Um, but it's also nice to not know every aspect of story, you know, like your typical fry tag. Uh, pyramid or Triangle or whatever you want to call cool. about it. Here's the opening, you know, etc. But anyway. Well, I mean, I I, I can deal... Yeah, no.
0: Well, first off, that's one big, huge fucking pet peeve I have nowadays is too much of, like, exposition and spoon-feeding the audience like they're toddlers. No, I know you know that, but I'm so talking about these jump cuts in particular. Fed. I know you don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like, saying this.
1: I know. Even though that... But you don't like jump cuts where you don't know like specifically what, yeah. what 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 are we supposed to do with this and yeah. i like it and that's fine it's i'm not saying you need to be sweet, fit i know you no, don't. No, no. you yeah. hate that Yeah, joke. yeah. Um, yeah. so you don't have, we don't need to
0: it's yeah i think to me maybe too many jump cuts in this um but yeah, that, that's I,
1: me i so. love it yeah okay. that's cool that's cool um, so let's jump into this part cuz we have we need to this yeah completely breaks the third and fourth wall yes Uh, and it's intentionally Mm -hmm. did you know that this originally this was a play so it kind of makes sense I don't know if you knew that but knowing that it was a play so she used to perform this as a play and you could imagine her facing the audience and breaking it there so that was part of it and she decided I think bravely maybe it's not brave but I think it's brave I'm just going to give her the credit for it to um, she faces throughout the film. She yeah. looks directly at the camera t- to the audience yeah. and, and is letting them in on. And that—that's part of. There's so many things going on with that, and, and I think it's super fresh. And I think it's you cannot pull that off unless the writing is phenomenal. Um, did it irritate you?
0: No. Um, you're right. It does add to the character because it because there's the this whole thing where she puts up up front with other people, and then when she breaks the fourth wall, she actually does tell you what she's actually thinking and feeling. So yeah, you're right. If I was watching this as a play, yeah, it's completely doing like an aside.
1: To, yeah. So yeah, and it's it works. It, it totally works, and it, it happens a lot a in lot. each episode. Oh, it's at scenes. least ten times where she's facing directly to the. To the audience and saying, huh. yeah, usually it's a, it's a comical effect where she's like, you know, we're with her or she's saying, you know, did you catch that? Or what an idiot or this is ridiculous. Or when she's pushing other characters, um, she part of her enjoys. Being an outsider, being a flea bag, a person that doesn't fit with everybody else. And that's part of what she's doing when she's like um, addressing the audience or looking into the camera. A lot of times she doesn't say anything directly to us, but a lot of times she also does say. Mm. Um, in the very opening of the show, she's, you know, yeah. there's a second of her priming herself up and she's got a jacket on and then she faces directly yep. to us and lets us in on what she's about to do and it has to do with sex. She's meeting a guy. Do you think
0: I, just, I literally just had this thought so it wasn't I was. it just happened. Great. I'm sure it's brilliant. Do you think when she does the like the aside and like the fourth wall, the fourth wall breaking do you think even though we perceive her to tell the truth she's also playing the audience
1: no. There's part I, of that. No, but but there's an element, if I if I'm correct, I, I don't think she's trying to fool us in any way, but she is fooling herself often. Like one yeah. of the things this character does is she thinks she knows everything. Did you catch that? It's yeah. definitely a thread where she says, Oh, this is gonna happen, and then it doesn't happen. And then there are several times while while she's breaking the fourth wall, she's telling us that a certain thing's gonna happen yeah. and it doesn't, but she also tells other characters. You know, this is what, what what is going to happen. An example of it is um, her brother in law. Brother in law. She walks in, and he's on. Un- he's not expecting her to be there, and he's on the computer. And he's like, "Whoa, shit!" And she's like, um, "She's like, I guarantee." She looks at the audience, and says, "He's he's watching a um, Asian gangbang," and then later we find out that she's completely wrong. Yeah. But that happens like uh, quite frequently. It does, but but she's not trying to fool the audience. She is, in fact, though fooling herself at times. And that's what's really interesting to me. Um, she's convinced that she knows and she has this grip. Um, and that's why I love it. Like, like I said, it happens over ten times where she's talking directly to the audience, which is really hard to pull off. But she pulls it off brilliantly. And part of it is, it's not just a thread. It is part of her character arc. And it's a structure it's more than a thread, it's a structure, a main aspect of both her character uh, and the, the writing, the series itself. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's more than just a thread. It's very telling. Um, and as that proceeds, and I don't want to ruin it. You haven't seen the. You haven't finished the second. I've only
0: gotten through okay. season three of the second
1: and season. And you'll see that there's like noticeable changes that happen with um, that breaking the the fourth mm. element. So it's a fourth wall, which is really cool. It's like. So you enjoyed that part though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. think anybody can. Um, I don't think it'll irritate anyone. It's very fresh. Um, um. Again, because the writing's good. And again, because it's this. She's kind of fooling herself but it's her way of like holding herself together you know she's in uh chaos uh not constantly but often um her Mm -hmm. family um treats her not great they're not they're not trying to be horrible but they're they just what what they they feel about her and how they do treat her, it's not great. Like, you know...
0: I mean, do do do, do we want to delve into that? Aspect, I don't want to say aspect? exactly...
1: I don't want to say everything that happens with uh, Boo, because... I, no, not, really, not Boo, you know, not Boo. Yeah,
0: we'll leave right. Boo out of it. Um, Go ahead. Nobody puts Boo in a corner. <laughs> um, no, the family. So the father and the sister and the um, the stepmother. Yeah,
1: you know what? Before we do that, let's talk about Boo, because we, we keep saying Boo and and... <laughs> you all out there you're not gonna know what that so boo's her best friend that she opens the cafe with yes and we get these uh, sometimes jump cuts of her um, but every time that we see her and boo it's it is what what you would want for any human being it's like a loving for the most part there's a few that are like y- you see that boo is like in a um, she's in a, a terrible state but sure. that's only a few of them the the moments when we see boo with Fleabag, bag, um, the protagonist. They're all loving, and they're they're like friends that can read each other's mind. And it's one I loved every time mm-hmm. that I saw those two together. You get this, you you know, it's a uplifting, yeah. good feeling. Well, be, um, and they get along with each other. They finish yeah. each other's sentences.
0: Well, she was like her. Um, she was her coping mechanism. In a way, when she was in those flashbacks, you know what I mean. She serves as her because without I her, that's why I a lot no, of the time,
1: I don't think it's her coping mechanism. Not, not a coping mechanism,
0: but somebody I don't want to say therapist, but you know what I mean. Somebody who helped her throughout kind yeah, of deal it, with her well, issues. It
1: was, it was her best friend, and it was how you, like I said, how you would want this any human being to be treated. They treated yeah. each other with love, and that was the main source of love that she had. But her flashbacks to her, as the show proceeds, they come at moments um, when she's feeling guilty about something, which is very interesting. And that's, again, you find. placement yeah. and part of the writing. It's amazing. Um, and th- that's something that I wanted to talk about, too, is the pacing and the rhythm and where we, where we place these flashbacks um, is incredible to the story in itself. And they always come when she's feeling guilty about something for the most part not every single time but mm-hmm. anyway we just wanted to, uh, y'all to know that boo is uh, her best friend and as the story proceeds we we realize she's not where is this where is boo because we right. don't see her yeah she's often at the cafe by herself fleabag is it's her so we discussed that jump into the family part
0: yeah okay so um Pretty quick we find out that her, their mother um, has passed away from breast cancer Uh, and their father (laughs) ends up getting together with their godmother who is this like self-absorbed see you next Tuesday.
1: She is hilarious. I mean, she's hilarious,
0: but like, I, I, I want to punch her. Like, I want to punch the character. Like, yeah, she's, but, she gets under your skin. Like, right. There's these oh, these tiny little passive aggressive. Oh, it's constantly like passive aggressive tension between her and Fleabag, and not Absolutely. so much Claire because they view Claire as like the more successful one.
1: Um, See, this is kind of interesting. See, this is part of what you're saying about British humor. To me, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. Like, I don't. I, I do get irritated by her but i don't get like i'm not irritated with the character i'm not saying you're saying that yeah but it's more humorous to me every time she does something horrible and she does everything she says is demeaning and like she puts herself ahead of everyone and she's an incredible artist herself and she just treats everybody else as like yeah. they're kind mm-hmm. of her yeah. servants yeah i mean clearly with fleabag with yeah. uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge's, uh, um, she definitely treats her like a servant almost every yeah. time that they have some kind of interaction. Which, but I just, I love it. And I I could have stood it for maybe like if it was just
0: like a couple of times, but it's constantly and they never address. You know, she never confronts her. There's never a confrontation with it, um, which I kind of, I just don't understand. Uh, No,
1: there is confrontation. I mean
0: there is confrontations but never verbal confrontation you know what I mean? They never call out they never air out what the issue is. No, they
1: never get to to completely air it out. But there's several times when they're starting to and that's fascinating too. That's that's part of the tension. That's brilliant writing. I know I know what you're saying. But the remember she does start to call her on it. So she'll um this a stepmother that was her godmother uh it's played by olivia coleman by the way who is but not, do you know her as an actress she looks familiar i she's, i thought i've seen this face before she was so. in the favorite um which wasn't my my favorite thing. The favorite <laughs> favorite wasn't my favorite but she's also uh anybody wants to check out uh her one of my favorite things that she's done is broad church which is uh, a british kind of suspense uh mystery and it is phenomenal, like f- start to finish. It's it's everybody's, maybe not everybody's good as this because I love the humor of Fleabag, but it's so well done. Um, but she's in so many. She's been in everything. She she won the she won the Oscar. Oh, nice for for the favorite. But um, yeah, I just I think that that. I don't get irritated with it. I, I think it's hilarious, but I they found start her super to irritating. they start to. So she'll make a comment, and then Fleabag will return the comment, and it, that's wonderful too. That that uh, back and forth that happens, and then several times you think they're going to completely have it. Like um, she pushes her Fleabag pushes yeah. her for something awful that she says about her mother and her, mm-hmm. and then she comes back and slaps her. And right when she does it, the father comes into the yeah. picture, which would be nice to move into like the family because what does yeah. the father do? So
0: the father does absolutely nothing. He's basically <laughs> he, he stumbles
1: and babbles. Yeah, and,
0: he's he, he's basically a schmuck to her, to the to his new wife or soon-to-be wife because they get eventually engaged. They're together, but he also doesn't know how to communicate with his own daughters. No, he doesn't at um, and, I mean, they, they address it. All he does is literally get them tickets to feminist talks. And that's pretty much it. Um, but he cares for them. You see that. And he just does not
1: know how to express it. Yeah. And it's wonderful. It's wonderful but, but to watch he, this he, because... And it's... The, the acting is phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. He kills it. And what I love about that character, too, and this is also fresh, and... I, um, it, I'm sure it wasn't written that way, but he, it's not that he's stuttering, but he doesn't complete a sentence. Like yeah, he can't, yeah. he wants to say to his daughter several times, I love you and I, I want the best for you and I, I hope you're doing well. But what he actually comes out of his mouth, he's like, Oh, how are you? And uh, also, would you like to? Yeah. And how's the, and he doesn't even finish the sentence because he can't do it. its It's wonderful to watch that kind of. In an entertaining manner, but that's cause...
0: only if you've noticed. that's only when it's more than two people in the room, especially with the yeah. godmother. But they do have a couple of nice, they do scenes with just Fleabag. And he... that
1: that is one of the wonderful uh, parts of the show is that that arc of their relationship. Yeah, it does. Uh, it does evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like it starts to evolve and you think it's going to go in this direction. And then it the addresses. uh, Olivia comes in to yeah. the, the stepmother and then it'll stop like what he's about to say. Um, but he also says you're correct that like the one-on-one conversations. Generally, he generally, not all the time, but he can get out what he, what he's thinking and what he mm-hmm. wants to say. And some of the shit that, that he says to her is awful. Do you do you recall like? She comes. Um,
0: no, which, which Well, which she
1: comes night? to him drunk. She she's out one night. and She's drunk, and she decides, oh, oh I'm just man. gonna go to my father and express my love and have this conversation. And he, he can't do it, and he's worried that that um, the stepmother's gonna hear yeah. them talking. and um, and she confesses. This is a wonderful moment. She confesses that she, she feels like she's a liar. And, uh, I don't know if she says to him, uh, uh, promiscuous, but she's like, I'm not a good feminist. Um, uh, I'm not kind to people. I'm cruel. And she says all these things. And, and then that camera is like over the shoulder on him. And he's like, uh, uh what? it's like, well, you get that from your mother. And that is such a, like, like a, I don't know. Is it, I think it's great writing. Um, but and this is something that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges does wonderfully. Is she is not going to give you any kind of generic character or expected um, solution um, to any of these characters or any of these issues. It just it, it takes a twist when you think there's going to be healing or something else is going to happen, and it doesn't. And she pulls it off. It's heart-wrenching and humorous most of the time Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. or, And part of how... You said it. Part of how she deals with, like, this... The horrors in her life or the um, lack of affection and love um, and her Mm self-deprecation is uh, through humor. Um, But that pacing... And it's... I, I don't think I could write... I don't. I do not think I could write this many humorous moments and this many uh, gut wrenching moments, you know, back to back or um, just going back and forth so many times in one, you know, half an hour episode. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's amazing, um, and I think it it it's got to be super difficult. But uh, it's a ride. It is such a, a cool ride. Yeah. Um... I think you're right. It, it does eventually. I think
0: everybody does a good job with the of pacing in each scene, um, which elevates either you know the um, the dramatic moments or the humorous moments. And actually, that the guy who plays Martin, who is her sister's husband, I really like him. He's he's awesome. He is great. He's got great comedic timing. Um, Have you, uh, that's all he. That's I've seen him in other... I mean, he's in Stranger Things, and that's yeah. He, it's exactly he's what so he does cool. there too. It's just comedic timing, comedic stuff. And he's like yeah, but really, he's a completely,
1: but he's a completely different character. I mean, he's a completely different character. But he's the humorous character. Yeah, I you, humorous character. Sure. yeah, yeah he, he, he
0: takes on a lot of humorous roles. Yes, but Have he's you good seen him it. in
1: uh, High Maintenance. High maintenance. Uh, no, 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 no. It's, it's wonderful, yeah. You gotta check out, it, right, man. It's really cool. Uh, but uh, if you're watching this, and it's Brett Gilman is his name? He's plays Martin. So it's uh, Phoebe's um, sister's ph- husband, Fleabag's brother-in-law mm-hmm. is Martin, and um, he. This is this is something else that's interesting. I know we're jumping around, um, but did you notice like what? kind of character he is to her no, no so think I mean, about his character I, mean, all the time. I just can't word it I mean, no it's I okay it. but every time you see him yeah. and what he goes through in life and then think about uh, Fleabag and every time we see her and what she's doing in life they're they're parallel they, characters yeah, okay. they're parallel okay. characters they're not the same in any shape or form and what's interesting is they're both fuck ups, right? Yeah. Um, they're both incapable of kind of uh, loving or figuring it out to make it happen, to be like healthy. They're, mm-hmm. Neither one of them are healthy. Um, and what's interesting is he's successful. Like, he's doing fine. Right. And he's married to her sister who is messed up herself, but she's also like successful, you know, as a uh, businesswoman. Right. Um, but, Fleabag is you know failing at just about everything the Mm -hmm. the cafe is uh, doing horrible and and even that is kind of humorous in itself but it's so cool that she wrote a parallel character that we kind of hate but but we also have moments where we're like oh you get it but we we feel so much more for her character than we do um Martin her brother-in-law but it's another interesting element of the show that she has a parallel character right. to her and then what happens with him and also their interactions are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, should we stay on Martin or should we go to the, the family, go back to the family? Um,
0: yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I think that pretty much kind of exacerbates, at least in the general sense, Martin's, yeah, but Character.
1: but like we you know we're not. I don't know if we want to get into. Like we're not. Re, yeah, I want to go. Spoiler stuff. Well, some of my favorite scenes are okay. when those two interact. So same. I uh, that's what I, I was thinking. It, oh, it's cool. either, so let's talk about
0: them.
1: Um.
0: Yeah, because his problem is he, he he has the same problem that Fleabag has, which is not able to understand Claire, her sister, his
1: wife. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said it you heard it it's happening I was like I was doing this I was Ray even tapping the table can't I not wasn't even... express without his hands at the table I have and to, to. Blaze on the other hand is calm cool and collect and is near the table uh, working the audio and the mic and yet he doesn't touch the you because your
0: hands are busy with the mic and the audio oh,
1: is it I don't think it is but <laughs> okay. anyway um, yeah what, what, what were your favorite scenes with Martin and or you were on a point, and I yelled at you.
0: Um. Well, I'd probably say when they're
1: shopping for his sister. Yes. Um. That's one of my favorite in the whole freaking thing. So just tell the audience what what's happening here.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, this is season one, um, maybe halfway through. Claire has a birthday coming up. No, was it a birthday? Yeah, it's a birthday. Okay. To come out. birthday. And we
1: already talked a little bit about the scene because she came in and said, uh, "Asian gangbang." When she's looking at the ca- Asian gangbang, because he's got a camera, he's got his computer open. Yeah. And then we find um, out later that he, she's wrong in this instance. He's actually looking up gifts for mm-hmm. um, his wife, her sister, and it's it's real corny what he comes up with a. <laughs> it's a golden necklace and says her name, but. He's incapable of knowing what his wife would right. want or w- what he gets her. And so he walks into her cafe drunk. Go, take a break. Which
0: is actually – hang on. I just want yeah, to segue ahead. again off of that because we, he doesn't know what Claire wants. But at the same time – so the audience would be like, oh, but you're, like, he's her husband. How does he not know what she wants? But then we find out why he doesn't know what he, she wants is because – that also plays into Claire's character yeah. and her kind of flaws and
1: she's who so she is. She's so high-strung. So this, her sister is high-strung, highly successful, like loaded, um, but she's incapable of affection. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So that, so it couldn't be easy. And yeah. we that's one of the, the ways in which, and again, parallel character, because we feel for both of these characters. And we get it. We get that Jesus, who could find the right gift, you know, for, for this yeah. woman? Yeah. Well, you know, we, most of us could, but <laughs> or some of us think we could, but it it wouldn't yeah. be easy. It wouldn't be easy.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, they go they go shopping together and they're like picking out a present for her.
1: Yeah, before we get that, yeah. so he shows up at her, at her cafe. Dorm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And this is interesting too. He walks in and she's taking pictures of. I'm just gonna say, she's taking pictures of her snatch, which tells you a lot about who this character is and what you're gonna see, like how, on the crazy end, or maybe some people don't think that's crazy, the crazy end of uh, oversexed that that she is, um, and so. And she's taking pictures of those. She talks about a former boyfriend that that asked her to do it all the time. And we go through this montage of her taking pictures of her snatch. And then he walks in while she's doing it. She's like, whoa. And And she's taking pictures to send out to random people to get a date, you know, for for this other event. coming. So he comes in and uh, he's drunk as shit. And it's hilarious. Like, it's so (laughs) funny to watch uh, um, Brett Gelman drunk and like you know he goes to the counter is like oh oh these sandwiches are so good he goes do you have a water or a piece of bread I can eat he says bread, <laughs> uh, and then they have that back and forth um, and then they go to the shop so she agrees to do it um, and they go to the shop go take it
0: yeah and then they're like it out I guess they're looking at shoes to pick out and they go and like mm-hmm. each each style of shoe they were looking at represents like the type of person that would wear it and again a, a little bit of more like character development for Fleabag she's yeah. like I used to wear these and like I want to wear it. I want to be this yeah. person I I wish was I could be person. the, parade, the yeah. person
1: that could wear this um, now I wear these yeah. and then she
0: hands up like these like sneakers that are just like pure like gold or like gold colored um, and she was like we'll get this because it's completely not even it's definitely not something she would want, but it's something that would like completely catch her off guard.
1: Well, she says everybody wants to be the person that can wear these shoes because they're just yeah, yeah. bright gold. Right. It's like they just like you'd awful. have to be a successful hip hop person uh, to pull this off, basically. But her point <laughs> is, if you buy this, it'll be expressing to her yeah. how much you think of her, and it and it gives her a chance to stop being so anal and like. You know what I mean, and she can maybe put these shoes on, and and we do see moments where that character, that's how Claire gets developed, is that there are moments where she does quirky things that like are outside of her character, which is really cool, but this is a moment where she's genuinely trying, you know, to help him, and he just can't, you know, make that jump. He's not brave enough to buy those shoes for her. Um, he's still drunk during this uh, segment where they're like going through it and she's trying to convince him and he's just not, he's just not here and he can't envision his wife wearing these shoes.
0: Yeah. Um, it's funny cause, well, she also tells him to like, just like sleep with her cause apparently they haven't been sleeping cause he's got a medical condition or something.
1: Yeah. She tells, um, she tells him to sleep with Claire. With, not with, her yeah, yeah, yeah. With,
0: with, with yeah. Claire. Um. And, like, that would be enough. Um, but, yeah, he wants to – I don't know. I think he's – he wants to get her something more meaningful in his eyes than, like, what Fleabag is trying to express. Well, he's going but, to
1: her to get something meaningful. Like, he, he wants to get her something that, that – do you know what I mean? But that she knows, like, this. this will work. He just doesn't trust it. And he's a parallel character. He's also incapable of knowing how to, like, deal with his wife or or make this happen. Um, Yeah, did I interrupt you? No, no. And then, um, so, in this process of trying on the shoes, and she's kind of, like, rolling her eyes, uh, she sees Boo, who's not she's not Boo is not with us and the audience will find out why she's not with us she sees um, Boo's ex uh, boyfriend at the shoe store and it just destroys her world so we do a a quick uh, a jump cut like you said and it's real Mm -hmm. quick of her of uh, Boo with him and so that really upsets her and she uh, runs out of the shop and He's left. Brett's, uh, Martin's left in there by himself. <laughs> comes out and running. She's out, yeah, and he comes out running in high heels. In high heel heels. shoes. And what's hilarious? Again, parallel character. Did you notice how many times that like something will happen, and then she's like trying to break away from something, and then she'll start running like it's a thread in the film. She runs a lot, and mm. so it was so cool to see him. He's running down the street like she would do. In these high heel shoes, and he's like, what about these? And then he realizes that something terrible, you know, something would happen. And she kind of tells him, but she doesn't tell him the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And she's like, let's get a drink. And he's like, oh, hell yeah, let's get a drink. And then he runs back, which is hilarious. He runs in these high heel shoes back to the store, which he doesn't have to run back, but he does. Both of these characters, we see him running uh, several times. But... This parallel character, we do uh, um, develop his character because uh, usually with him, the way he's developed is the heart wrenching moments where we feel for his difficulty. And so many times he's an asshole and she's calling him on it, but then his explanation or his speech about why he is this or he's that makes us feel for the character. Um, I don't know if you felt the same way but and we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna say exactly what does you know happen with him actually you don't know yourself because you have to see I'm only more, through halfway yeah. of season
0: two yeah so I'm obviously the fool you know right and, um yeah 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 I think it wraps it up for Martin I think I yeah guess. I mean <laughs> we could talk and talk and talk
1: it. about him because I just I love the duties so yeah that's great it's great um yeah So let's talk about uh, Claire and, uh, I keep wanting to say Phoebe, but Fleabag. Let's talk about that relationship. That's really interesting, too. This is almost, it's almost like Fleabag and her father are like a parallel characters to Fleabag and her sister. None of those people Mm -hmm. can properly love or show affection yeah. in any manner. And what's cool is we see several times where one of the other sisters going in for a hug yeah. and they wind up getting like smacked she in the face. Like, what you... the hell are you doing? You know, get away from me. Like, you you can't show affection in a public. Don't try to hug me.
0: Um, no, no. she. Well, she didn't even know what she was trying to do because they just, I guess, have been so distant from each other for a long period of time. We don't know how long, but... So much so that they don't even know how to like,
1: right? Instigate. Well, their mother passed, and her father. Their yeah. father certainly wasn't capable of showing well, them. Well, love we find properly. out that it's been three years since right. their mother passed. So. so that combination makes those two sisters right not, not able to like. I, I don't know if I would buy. It's
0: like in a three-year period, they've become so.
1: You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, this has been like
0: an ongoing thing. Sure. Maybe they've never been able to like clearly. Although they expressed when they were younger, you know, kids and teenagers, they used to be right. they used to be a lot closer. And then, I don't know. I guess somewhere they deviated somewhere from that. And then, of course, yeah, their mother passing was a, you know, kind of like a nail in the coffin, <laughs> <No, she, laughs> you know? uh, so to speak. <laughs> so yeah. to speak. Um, to so their kind of interactions and how to express emotions. Yeah. Towards one another, um, but yeah, she. But yeah, there's. It is great when you do see, like, the moment. One of my favorite, like, episodes would be the one where they go to the silent retreat because that's where it just focuses on the two of them and their relationship and how it kind of starts to um, develop further. They kind of start to open up a little more with one another.
1: Yeah. The um, reason I like the the silent retreat was because there is... So, in, part of, in one of the episodes, Fleabag's going to get a loan for the cafe to keep the cafe rolling and she needs more money to put in and like do things, etc. Um, and she goes to this loan officer mm. who oh, somebody yeah. in their loan agency has been, uh, inappropriately, you know, well, must've must touched them. Yeah. And, but it wasn't just him. There was like, I guess of, other but, people, but yeah. he says, I guess you've seen, and she is super nervous. And in the process is she getting too hot and she's sweating and uh, he asks her if she wants some water or something, and then he he says, "Well, it's very nice to have, uh, you know, a woman come in here because of I'm sure you've heard of our our issues." And she's like, "Oh yeah," and he goes, "Would you like some water?" Because she's sweating, and she takes off her shirt, thinking that she has a blouse underneath, and she doesn't. So it's just her brawl because she's so yeah. nervous, and he thinks that she's trying to pull a fast one on right. him or force him into getting this loan because of their whatever. And so that whole situation ends terribly for her. He, she doesn't get the loan and they wind up calling each other, you know, shit. He calls her like slut or something like she that. She calls him perv and he's perv, like slut. Yeah. And so then when she's at the retreat with her sister, this guy is mm-hmm. in a neighboring retreat where all these guys that don't know that have like done something inappropriate – Um, it's kind of like a, not an anger management, but like a, uh, inappropriate perv management. (laughs) And, and they're like screaming all the while these women are meditating and aren't allowed to talk to each other and they have to be silent. You hear in the background, these, these guys screaming, slut, 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 slut. Like they're each taking turns screaming, slut, while these girls are trying to meditate. But, um... Yeah, you were saying this is a moment where we get to see just the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, there was moments where
0: Claire's character kind of starts to um, get unwound and kind of reveal a little more like um, happy. I guess you want know, if you want to call it a happier character. They kind of she starts uh, maybe is it a couple of jokes that uh, for sure there's one part. She starts laughing at Fleabag's joke that she makes. Um, but it, it, yeah, it's just you get more character development out of the two. And they kind of start to open up with one another. But you're right. that that I do actually also really like the scene towards the end of the episode with the dude from the bank, the loan manager, and her that they have. Because that was like a
1: real... It's a lovely moment. It was, it,
0: yeah. It's real. I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like where they're both like honest with one another. They, and she actually, I mean, she doesn't say a lot until like the very end. So it, yeah. it's mostly him talking about they it. They
1: basically both apologize to one another, and they're both in a different place. Yeah. Um, and so it is. It's a it's a really cool moment. We're not ruining anything by saying it because when you see it, it's well, we won't do. Well, it
0: allows for her to see that she's not the only one that kind of feels that way right absolutely so it's yeah that's
1: it's nice yeah um so in that with her sister and this goes back to to what i was saying before but this is just amazing this the ride that you're on with fleabag with breaking the fourth wall with these back and forth of heart-wrenching um you get pissed off at some of these characters, and then the humor, the back and forth of humor, and then not a ton, but often it happens enough. It's like perfect rhythm, mm-hmm. um, perfect. How do I say this? Structure that we don't ever go too far, where we're, you know, pissed off too much, or we're sick of the the you know her fuck ups or doing something wrong. Um, there's always humor. Placed in the perfect spot, and there's always, um, you know, these makeups, these moments where the characters do learn about themselves and they do change. That you don't, you don't get frustrated, you don't get bored, you don't get like, oh, I'm not going to watch any more of this. It just, but the amount of humor mixed with the amount of either horrible <laughs> moments or gut wrenching, gut wrenching, yeah. and then also heart wrenching, it's just amazing. That ride in itself. And and how she's able to jump back and forth in these moments. First, it goes back to the writing, um, and then second, clearly these are. I didn't have any issues with. it. Was there any bad acting in this? This is like a ten out of ten acting in my opinion. But you might have something different.
0: Um, no. Um, I didn't have. Hang on, I'm thinking about the character. Hmm. No, and I think it. It's not. I think these are actors that are really good at timing. I think that's what helps. Like if you nail the timing of the scene and the dialogue, you don't have to be like you know what I mean. Absolutely, no.
1: Absolutely, that's part of that's part of acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I know you know. know. I'm not, but it is like if they didn't have impeccable timing yeah none of this would work it would all fall apart like how they wait to deliver how they deliver how much just what you're saying it's they're they're just it's just perfection um and any actor that's like wants to improve their craft should watch this just to see when and how they deliver um the pacing uh the the skips of beats Mm -hmm. um Sometimes sometimes talking over one another, it doesn't happen too often. Although I was watching a lot of stuff that uh, Phoebe Waller interviews with her and she encouraged, the other actors were talking about how she would encourage them to talk over one another, which is something I love. And We had mentioned that in um, The Public Enemy, the Patty character would not wait for people to deliver their lines. He just went right in and so she like encouraged them to do that. Um, but these these actors are like they're just perfect. They're they're yeah. phenomenal. But in, getting into that, and this is something that I keep asking you. I'm going to keep asking you. What performance did you see that you were like, wow, I need to like put that in my repertoire? Or w- w- did you learn? From, did did you did any like moment that you watched? Because um, these actors are just fucking incredible yeah. they're off the um, chart were you like wow I gotta like take note of this and maybe maybe you rewound it a couple times or something yeah like.
0: pretty much the entirety of Martin's character was it the uh, actor's name again Brett Gilman you said? Brett Gilman Brett yeah. Yeah. Gilman um, that's in terms of again comedic timing which is you have to be like whatever the pace is but then also I think her father yes because he is the um dude we you totally have to be sorry that like uh, like you said because like you know yeah trying to what he's what he's doing is like trying to get words out but also make it sound like a natural conversation type of deal so you have to again
1: yeah and have it
0: nailed down he does he had
1: the more difficult oh yeah like role because he can't even finish the sentence and you have to make that believable And yet he pulls it off every time. Yeah. I So like same as you, man, every time uh, Brett was on or the father, I I found myself like wanting to rewind or sometimes I did rewind. um, Probably uh, Brett Galman more because it's just humorous. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But also like he's a he's an asshole. He's hilarious. And he's also not a complete, you know, terrible dude. Right, yeah. um, but there was something about the humor that made it you wanted to see it again. Yeah, but the father, his delivery and the way they did it was just, it was killer.
0: Especially season episode one of season two, at the dinner, at the restaurant. Yes, absolutely. no. Know. yeah, and they, not, and that's with everybody there. Yeah, then because you have really quick, the godmother and the father talking about, you know whatever to the priest. But then you have uh, Martin and Claire chiming in. They're all kind of just like, you know, trying to make small talk, but everybody's going on top of each other. And again, it comes down to pacing and nailing the line. Um, So, And it could have also been maybe a little bit of the shots of the back and forth. Maybe that's that's, Yeah, no, no, it is.
1: No, it absolutely is. uh, So... And uh, I also saw the director talking about this. And he was talking about... He, he's a big fan of the two-shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way he saw it is he separated it with the two-shot. It would be uh, Olivia and the father. The father and the, the future mother-in-law. Um, it would be um, Claire and Martin. And Phoebe is uh, like a one-shot. So, she, so he... Um, together with Phoebe Waller Bridges, she had her hands on every single part of this film. She was right next to the director at times. Uh, she did the storyboarding um, and she made sure that everybody understood it. She did the writing. They changed the writing oftentimes right before, which I'll talk a little bit about. But, and then in the editing room, she spent, she went every time they edited, she was in the editing room. So you would think that. You know, that much might be too much control and might like cause problems, but uh, apparently it didn't cause any problems. But (laughs) they worked that out that it was two shots, um, so two characters in the shot, and then whenever we saw her, she was kind of by herself, so she and she is the one at the table that's by herself, other than the priest, which is uh, kind of interesting that they develop a a relationship as Mm -hmm. well.